This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere, a former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hey, where you going with those clubs, punk? Mr. Gilmore, I'm your caddy. Oh, I'm sorry about that. No, 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 let me carry these, all right? They're my grandfather. Welcome back, listeners, to Who's Your Caddy? I'm your host, Matt Ostick. Alongside me is Mac Farley and Jack Cummings. Uh, we've taken a little hiatus, but today on the episode, we'll be talking about the PGA Championship. Uh, we'll recap the past three weeks, including the AT&T Byron Nelson this past week, along with the uh, Wells Fargo at Quail Hollow. Uh, Max Homo won there. That was a pretty sweet victory. We'll also, after the caddy check, give you a course review, or a couple course reviews. I was lucky enough to play Wingfoot as well as Hudson National. Jack, where'd you play? Played down in Wichita, Kansas, Flint Hills National. Sweet, sweet. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of why we've been on our hiatus. We've been traveling, trying to get the best... Uh, injuries. Yeah, and injuries for Jack. Jack broke his ankle, so um, he actually played down in Flint Hills uh, with a broken ankle. With, with, yeah, the, boot. with the boot. Yeah. Not from the back tees. I tell you what, gentlemen, it's good to be back. You guys were all playing fantastic courses. I was coaching the local St. John's University uh, to a national championship bid. We went down to Atlanta, played with some of the top amateurs in the country, some great championship golf. I wish them the best this week. They're down in, uh, at Keen Trace Golf Course in Nicholasville, Kentucky. Looking forward to see what they can bring for nationals. Mac, on that, I mean, heading into the national tournament, you've been there several times. I can't even count on my hand anymore, but... What are these guys thinking going into the week? What's, I mean, we got the Johnnies at the national tournament. Do they, you know, what, what are their odds like? How, how are they feeling as a coach? What do you think? I tell you what, Jack, when we were down in Atlanta, we played against the number one team in the country and the number six team in the country. And besides a couple of holes, we played right with them uh, step for step. I think our best is still out there. Rumored Matt Wall, who's had a career season this year, he shot 66 last week won the St. John's Home Invitational shout out to him has been throwing up today I don't know if it's food poisoning okay they tee off tomorrow morning at I believe 9 a.m. that guy's a warrior though this is a long course like the whole northeast we'll get into the weather I know we have Zach Frosch chief meteorologist looking into the weather but it's wet and it's playing long so you know I think long irons will be a premium over there good luck Johnny's Go Johnnies. Uh, also, Mac and I, we're a member at the same golf course this year. It finally opened up, Northfield Golf Club. Uh, we had a long, long winter. Uh, we actually were lucky enough to play with Austin Kotke and Colin Seal and Casey Parker, who's a St. Olaf golfer, Division Three school here. But we had one hell of a game. We played a little game of Wolf. A little bit of money on it? Or uh, what's it, going started, on? it actually started a little bit of money. Um, nice. Sort of maybe just a buck or two exchanged every hole. Uh-oh. And it got all the way to Austin Kotke pressing the shit out of the game. And he yeah. was – it was it came down to about a $120 hole at the end. Oh. The, last, the last couple he raised the stakes. I do want to give a shout-out to Colin Seal. Uh, he flew in from Baltimore for this match. And, boy, did he, he bring it. He made a couple good birdies. But at the end of the day, I think the scores coming into hole, you know, we played – we had a five-some. So every five holes, the points anted. And then the last three holes, the loser could choose the point value. Oh, boy. And I believe the scores were in the 30s. Yeah. Uh, in everyone, point, point total for the game. Point the total. 30s. 
four of us were in the 30s. Austin Cocky was at two. Entering oh. hole, hole 16. And boy, did he show no signs of having any game. So hole 16, par five. Um, for Mac and Cocky, just those two, you can drive it over the water. You can get there in two. For the other three of us, we can't. So um, Austin goes last, little game of wolf. He decides not to take Mac after Mac rips it over the water. He just says, screw it, I'm going alone, which triples the stakes. And he already made the stake six times the amount, so it made it 18 times the amount. Uh, Austin hit a great drive over. He had just as well as an opportunity as Mac did to make birdie. Um, Austin actually ended up making bogey. Yeah, he might have been in his pocket. Um, Cross-handed Casey Parker actually made birdie on that hole to win it for us. Um, cool. So that's another story, actually. Casey Parker, St. Olaf Golfer, plays cross-handed the whole way around. Love really this. good player. Anyways. So press when pissed. That's pretty much what it was? Yep. Okay. Um, so then, again, Austin picks a value on hole 17. He goes 10 times the value this time. And he decides to go alone again. So it's actually 30 times the value. Jeez. Um, and then he ends up losing that hole. So he lost $120 to each of us on that hole. No. And then on 18, he's alone again. Um, he's the wolf. He goes 10 times again. He goes alone, so 30 times again. No. Mac, I, and Colin Seal each had birdie putts from 15 feet. Cocky had a 30-footer. Like, downhill, downhill slider. Downhill slider. He doesn't. he doesn't. And it hits the back of the hole so hard. Like, no, it, it doesn't. Buries it. It, it buries it. it. So it's, it's Let's like go. It's like a $240 swing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's if go. If he misses, if he it's misses, a three cause, putt. Cause, yeah, because yeah, he's putting it probably 15 feet by. Yeah. That takes so nuts. he ends up only losing nuts. like what was it like a hundred and he still still lost a hundred some dollars. Yeah, but it could have been could have been about four hundred. Yeah. So you guys didn't finish, so I'm guessing none of you made. We it. all missed. We all missed. It. It. Yeah, exactly. All missed it. Yeah, we couldn't handle it. So right. that's why we're still in amateur golf. Well, what a game that was. So glad um, you guys had to experience that. It really doesn't get like that for me. That's fun. Uh, it's fun for us. Keeps we're you coming back. House money for yeah. hockey. Right. Why not? <laughs> It was the most quiet I've ever seen him. Yeah. He was nervous as shit. But. Good. So, yeah, that was a little Mac and I matched a couple Sundays ago. Um, but, yeah, anyways. That's, that's what we've been doing the last couple uh, yep, of weeks. Yep. There we are. Should we talk a little bit about the tour the past couple of weeks? Yeah, let's do it. Um, we'll touch on Wells Fargo Championship. Yeah, let's talk about our friend of the pod here. Max Homa. Yeah. Beauty. Follow him on Twitter. Nice. Um, he's He's very not humble, but it's actually in a hilarious way. Um, so he won. Do you guys think Fargo. he's doing that for a joke? I think he is. He's always yeah. been that way. He's always joked about how poor he is. So now he like can joke about how rich he is. Well, it was pretty cool. I mean, he was saying how he can pay for his wedding and all this yeah. stuff. Now, I yeah. mean, that's a dream come true for yeah. a guy like that. No, I I totally agree. I think at at times I think he's a little over top over the top on social media, but he hasn't like you said, Matt. He hasn't changed from when he was struggling, and it's been fun to follow him from. Essentially, the bottom, I think he missed 15 of 17 cuts in 2017. Mm-hmm. And since then, obviously, now a PGA Tour winner. Excited to see what he can do this week. I, don't, I worry that it's, it's too, of a, you know, too much of a high where he's, you on know, top. It's, he's on top. He might lose a little focus, which how can you blame him right. after winning yeah. the yeah. PGA Tour event? Yeah. Let's just hope uh, he doesn't turn into Smiley Kaufman, who lost to uh, Tony Romo this past week at the AT&T Byron Nelson. It's been... I mean, ever since the Masters, that was like, we're talking about highs. That yeah. was a high. Yeah, and this is, this, I, a lot so, of people are calling it a Tiger Woods hangover for the last I will, three weeks. I will. I will. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been chilling. Yeah. Like it's been fun to keep 
tracks on it, but I haven't been able to solely focus. I mean, my mind's been on the PGA Championship for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, traveling a little bit. We were you were coaching, traveling. Well, doing of course, that. it's just opened up here in Minnesota, yeah. so we had a little hiatus, yep. but we're back. Wells Fargo was cool. Good to see the winner, but the AT and T. I mean, oof. The, Jack, my blood's boiling just hearing you talk about this. Obviously, we had Sung Kang win at twenty three under par. Yeah. Phenomenal performance. I don't want to take anything from him. I know you're a big George Gankus. I'm just pumped. It's a product of George. I, I I follow him on Instagram, have for a little bit. I was a little skeptical right away. Every one of his his protégés are a little bit it's it's I think it's wrong to call him not fundamental anymore because they're producing. I mean you got Matthew Wolf, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Futes. Big uh, web.com player, obviously a winner this past week. Akshay Batia, the yep, number one overall. Number, how old is that guy? Like, 15, um, he's still in high school. 16, uh, yeah, I think he's 17 now. 17? But he's going to turn pro. Like, he won't even play. Oh, college. he's not going to go to college. Yeah. But anyways, George is doing something right. He obviously knows the game. I just like how he approaches it. Mm-hmm. Because every lesson I've gotten growing up, it was very white collar to the button country club mm-hmm. where they're traditional guys all phenomenal i'm not going to rip on anyone that told me how to swing the golf club but they're very traditional uh buttoned up and they're kind of just your classic country club pro and george just seems like one of those guys that kind of connects with the younger crowd uh Clearly. You, yeah Makes the game I, mean, fun. I like it yeah so. and it's he's more about having guys compete and being able to to trust their swing under pressure situations than it is how nice or how close can you get your swing to adam scott on right. camera which yeah. i think is fantastic but getting back to the byron nelson <clears throat> i've i've tried to give trinity Forest a couple years to to shake out but what are they doing playing this track i mean i know people will argue that par is just a number but this is absolute chip and putt out yeah, there yeah. and there's no rough i don't care how well it's designed architecturally, it doesn't test the best players in the world. No, it doesn't. And they need the course to be firm and fast. And it obviously wasn't this week. But for me, it's even just like watching on TV. Like it was tough to tell what was even like going on. Like sometimes you, it, it was just tough to see on TV. And I don't know if they really any network could do a good, like it was CBS this week, but and they're always pretty poor. But I don't think NBC could do better. Um, it's just kind of a terrible viewing course. For TV, uh, as well as the fans, it looked like. There's no, like, yeah. amphitheater for them. Yeah. Um, it looked a lot like the local Muni from, from yeah. what I was seeing. I mean, they, they do say it'd be fun to play. Um, like, it's like this great architecture design. But I don't Especially know. our friends be- over at the Fried Egg Pod yeah. and Shotgun Start. I know they, they love the architecture, and I'm sure it's great for some 10 handicappers. But these are the top players in the world. Yeah. 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 And... and uh, I mean, I think on top of that, there was just a little bit of a loo period in this last weekend, and in, in in that that um, we're all so pumped up for the PGA yeah. Championship. The field's mm-hmm. not the same. I mean, Jordan Spieth's out there because he's sponsored by AT and T. Let's be honest; that's why he's out there. Brooks Kepka, good showing by Brooks him. Out there. But uh, I mean, the field. I'm not going to say it's weak because they're all PGA Tour players, but it wasn't the normal field that yeah. you're going to get, and everyone's expecting the PGA. So I think within that. Um, it is what it is, and it's just something we got to swallow and, and I know, gear up Jack, for this week. You and I were talking prior to the pod about Tony Romo playing. Oh, oh I don't. I mean, it's we don't sad. have to spend. Pisses too long me on this. off. It's it pisses he's, me he's off. He's putting like Happy Gilmore. He's taking up. This is his third. I believe it was his third PGA Tour start. 
And I would wait. I understand that he's a you know a celebrity. I would way rather see you guys like Matt Wolf, guys like you know some of the give it to Joaquin Neiman. I don't yeah. care who you're yeah. giving it to. The, he has no chance of making it. Even the, the Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so many guys out there that could. They're really, they, they they deserve this type of exemption. And then it's just some celebrity giveaway. He goes out there, pumps up, I don't even know, 76, 78, something atrocious like that gets uh, fourth to last besides two WDs. It's pathetic. I like Steph Curry, but I was pissed when he came out and played on the web.com, didn't make the cut. I get pissed off. It's scenarios like this because i want to see guys that grind that deserve the chance I mean, if you're going to give out exemptions give them out to the guys at, that deserve look it. at cory connors didn't have any exemption on the tour and goes out monday qualifies and then he ends up winning so like guys like that anyone can win on any given week especially at a field like that like you got really no one in that field and you know that a lot of these fields have Monday qualifiers where some guy shot 66 and he's not in the field. And you're giving it yep. to Tony Romo who's going to shoot 70. And Fist pumps the eagle when he shot 77. <clears throat> Last thought on my end. Winners at 23. Romo, you're going to come in at plus eight. And you think you can compete with these guys? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. So that's a little bit about the past couple weeks. Um, let's head into the PGA Championship at Bethpage State Park, the Black Horse. Like I said, this week we go to Bethpage State Park, just outside of New York City. Um, Tiger drove his, or I shouldn't say he drove his yacht, but his captain drove his yacht up. He's staying on his yacht for the week. Uh, Bethpage State Park, the black course, par 70, 70 just under 7,500 yards. Um, this championship moves to May for the first time. Uh, it's been in August for the past, I want to say, just under 40 years, 19, or no, just under 50 years. Uh, 1971 was the last time they didn't play it in August. Um, past major champions here at Bethpage State Park, Tiger, 2002 U.S. Open, as well as Lucas Glover at 2009 U.S. Open. What are you guys' thoughts on Bethpage Black? I've, I've done a little bit of research on it. Back on that Lucas Glover thing, I hope he's doing well. I hope his wife has behaved this week. Let's just get past it. <laughs> I've done a little bit of research on it. One reason why I love the course is because it's a course that I kind of grew up on, uh, Chaska Town Course, a mm-hmm. municipal course owned by the city of Chaska. Obviously, it's a state park, you know, very public. Yep. I mean, you show up at 5 a.m. and you can get a tea time yeah. type of place. So I like that about it. A little bit of extensive knowledge I was reading today. I didn't have a ton going on at work. Um, the head pro of the course, Charles Bolin, said that the player that's going to come back with the trophy, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it's the guy that can be in unbelievable shape. And the reason he said this is because the, the course is about six, six and a half miles long to walk. And um, if you do it by yardage, just you know, basic math, we're coming in at about 4.2 miles for just the, just the course. So we're adding about two more miles of walking in between holes and everything like that. So come Sunday, that's another additional eight miles. I think it's something to think about when we're betting. Um, someone's going to have to be able to withstand it. That's almost a, an entire round, if not two. Uh, an average tour pro event, you're walking 4.5 to 5 miles. So this is significantly longer in terms of the walk. So physical shape's going to come into play. Yeah, Jack, I totally agree. And Obviously, we know our good friend of the pod, John Daly, uh, did get an exemption for a cart uh, at the PGA, which I think is going 
had a little blip of media, but uh, I think it'll be a much more prevalent story as we get to the tournament. Was it a knee thing? Is that what was going on? He just had a kind of a screwed up knee, needed the cart. I think, it, I think he just plans on being hung over. Okay. Ripping Which it up we can all New York City Blame clubs. it on whatever you want. Probably other, like, he needs the cart. One oh nightclub in New York City, rip it up with OBJ. It'll probably be he Hooters. still lives in New York City. Or Hooters. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Or the Hooters in Times Square. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Definitely. So, but, I mean, back to the course with all jokes aside, I think when I when we watched the 09 uh, U.S. Open, it was at the time, that I felt like was the gold standard of championship golf in terms of how it tests the best in the world. I think it courses like Beth Page, Oakmont, and – and then for a while, the U.S. Open bounced to places like Pinehurst with no rough. And Chambers for a while, Bay. Chambers Bay. And I was like, we need to go back to a Aaron course yeah. with, some, with some teeth. And I think this will separate the best players in the world from, I think there'll be a huge margin uh, between the, the top finishers and people that missed the cut. In 09, the cut was plus four. And so this year, I'm a little bit worried about how thick the rough is just because we're in May, obviously shifting from August to May. There hasn't been as good of a growing season, uh, but from what Chief Meteorologist Zach Frost is telling us with the rain, it's been able to get thick, so hopefully that is the case. Let's throw it over to him actually quick. He's got a little excerpt. Um, he'll give us a little rundown of what's going on this week. Hey, boys. Thanks again for having me on the pod. Always a pleasure to be a part of this group. Um, we are – I'm boys, I am still hungover from – Tigers win at the Masters. Uh, we got a little after it at the local Teresa's. I'm not going to lie, a little margaritas, a little tequila shots. We had kids praying on the floor. Um, it was a pleasure to be a part of, and obviously good to see Tiger win and, uh, and pull it out. So I know we're here to talk weather. I'll jump right to it. So it has been raining today. Today's Monday uh, in around 40 degrees uh, and pretty windy to start off the week here. It is going to warm up as we go on through the week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I should say Tuesdays are right around 50 degrees and cloudy. Wednesday, partly cloudy. Thursday, partly cloudy and both around 65 degrees with 10 mile an hour wind. So good. We're looking good to start out the PGA here on Thursday. Um, And I should mention that obviously the PGA being moved up from August to May. So that's where you are seeing these more spring like conditions here. Um, We jump back to Friday AM showers that could affect play out of the gate on Friday morning. Um, they're just calling that a fit, or I should say myself and the other professionals are looking at a 50% chance of rain Friday AM. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out, but nothing to worry about too much here. We're not looking at thunderstorms like we were looking at at the masters. Saturday, Sunday gets really nice. Um, both 65, 66 degrees, respectfully, 10 mile an hour winds and mostly cloudy on Saturday and partly cloudy on Sunday. So, we're looking good to close it out. I'm, I'm hoping for a good round uh, each day, and um, hopefully we got some of our favorite leaders uh, on top of the leaderboard. So uh, I'm going to throw it back to you guys. Always, always a pleasure to be a part of this, uh, a part of the pod. So uh, thanks again. Thanks for that, Zach. Um, give you a little rundown of the early May PGA Championship. I'm, I'm glad it's in May. You know, have a little element action. Um, it's better for the schedule. It is. It is. 100. percent it just seems like every PGA Championship in the past has been, obviously it's in August, but it's been hot and humid, and that's the only elements. Now it's it's supposed to be windy every day, I think, like Zach said. Um, so I am pumped. 
Every pumped time for the PGA. I think, I've never been pumped for the PGA before, to be honest. Yeah, and neither like right because it's kind of the last one, normally yeah. not the most important. And as I think really about, unique it. about it, and one, finally we have a tournament in the U.S. that could and potentially will in the future have weather issues at this time of year, given where it is in the U.S. I think which will you make think it. of the Open Championship, always weather issues. You know, the U.S. Open is kind of give or take. Masters is always perfect. And we got, you know, a lot of Minnesota listeners on this podcast right now. And, um, I mean, New York State, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a little bit different of a climate, but it's not going to change dramatically from what we're going to get. So we're looking at a a May, somewhat of a Minnesota climate type of round. It can get dicey out there, and as we just heard, it's going to get dicey out there. So yeah, I think, those early mornings yeah, are going to be cold. It's not going to be your typical PGA. Uh, and that's actually going to get into some of my bets, to okay. be honest, that climate. So All right. we'll get into that in a little bit here. Um, actually, should we turn it over to that right now, Caddyshack? This is going to be a long Caddyshack. Yeah, I, I got a lot of bets. Let's, let's head into Caddyshack. We're heading in. If we didn't get anything else, it'll come up in Caddyshack. So... Welcome back to the Caddyshack. Uh, first off, we'd like to talk a little bit about our tournament winners, uh, who we're going with this week. Um, outrights. The, outrights, yeah. It's kind of an interesting week to bet um, on these outrights. Like At the Masters, you always kind of have your favorites. Um, who but plays well at Augusta? What, how many players? Was there 90? Yeah, just under 90. And here that's yeah. double? Yeah. I mean, so... It's a tough week. I mean, you, and it's 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 interesting too because like you look at Tiger won in two thousand two. Yeah, he's he's a clear favorite then. But then in two thousand nine at the U.S. Open, Lucas Glover won. Yeah, so Glover, yeah. you have two complete different style of winners um, in terms of favorites and whatnot. So I'd like to just kick off on mine. Um, my picks this week, um, I would go with Tiger Woods. Like I'll throw money on Tiger. I truly think, but that kind of just gets repetitive. And we're not ripping Tiger here. No. by not taking him. Yeah. Right. No, I mean it's actually I am taking them, but oh yeah, yeah, but I'm not really taking them in terms of the caddy shot. That makes any sense. I got you. Um, it really doesn't make any sense. But no, that makes anyways, sense. I'm going Ricky Fowler plus eighteen hundred. I just think it's Ricky's time, and I'm going to take Ricky probably unless if something happens where his game goes haywire. Can I ask you something about that pick? Yep. Um, how many times before in the last three years have we said? Or it's came across someone's mouth that we've been in the same circle. It's Ricky's time. So many. But but here's the thing. That's what back when Phil won in 2004 at the Masters, they kept saying it, kept saying it, kept saying it. And they finally kind of just rolled them off. I do think it's eventually going to happen. I guess. I don't know if he's used – I mean, he switched to the TP5X, and this is going to be a week where you got to trust your golf ball. I'm still worried about the transition period. We saw it with Rory. We saw it with a lot of these players. I'd love to see him win. I just well, he won a tournament with the ball, so I think I think he can. I think that kind of excuses in the past. Um, I don't know about a major championship venue. Yeah, I don't know. I think we'll find out. Ricky plus we will we will find out. Uh, I am going heavy on the long shots this week. I'm going Gary Woodland plus 6,600. Played well last year at the PGA Championship um, at Belle Reve. He did? Um, yep. He played with Tiger on the final day. I think he finished top five or six. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, his caddy's a good friend of the pod, Brennan Little. Um, shout out to him. Um, so I'm going to pick him. Long golf course. Got to hit it long and straight. Gary does that. So 
uh, he should be informed too. Can I can I add a comment on Gary? Add another comment, yeah. I, I, and I don't have him on my okay. on my radar, but now that you bring him up, he seems like a guy that can grind it out in the weather. Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he mm-hmm. kind of just shrugs off the yep. weather. Like he's he's. He seems like tough, you know. He's like, well, the stingers, yeah, is what I think about. Yeah, yeah. and then on top of that, he seems like he's good. He's in good physical shape, so I I don't hate that bet. Yep, like you talked about earlier. Yep, a guy who isn't in good physical shape but has a good history here at Bethpage, Patrick Reed, another plus sixty six hundred guy. Explain this one. He won twenty sixteen Barclays, or now they call it the Northern Trust uh, FedEx Cup event. So a lot of good players in that field. Mm-hmm. He was in a lot better form then. That was the year he went off at the Ryder Cup. But the value of plus 6,600 of a former winner at that golf course, I just see it. So I'm going Patrick Reed, um, plus 6,600. And then last but not least, a guy who we hope to have on the podcast at some point, Eric Van Royen, mm-hmm. plus 25,000. So mm-hmm. 250 to 1 odds. Great ball striker. Uh, I think he's top three or four again in the European Tour in ball striking. It's a golf course that needs it. So throw a little money on Eric Van Royen, and uh, maybe if he wins, he'll come on the pod. So if you put 10 bucks down on him, you'd win 2500 uh, 2500 So not a bad pay. That's something to think fun. about. And then, and then I, mean, I mean, then that's – This reminds me of kind of a Euro Tour a week with this weather, and obviously he's Euro Tour. Uh, you know, that's his bread and butter. Obviously, getting into the field this week is a big deal. And then Jack, alongside, like, say he does win, say we throw ten bucks on him, yeah. And all of a sudden, we have enough money to bet on Tiger our whole paycheck. I don't right. know what you make, but right. it's probably that little paycheck similarity. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yep. At the U.S. Open, so that's why I'm going Eric Van Royen. That's but, getting cash either way. Yeah. So um, that's it for my that's tournament what you got. winners. Um, Mac. Gentlemen, I have a few. I have a few uh, picks to win. I don't really have a long shot for you, and I'll tell you why. But first, I want to talk. As we're recording this pod, JT did just withdraw today. He was listed at twenty to one. He's still listed at twenty to one on Bovada, so do not bet on him. No. Um, a take to miss the cut. I don't like the way that Harold Varner is playing. Just going to say it right now. Now to my picks. I was going. I've been going back and forth with DJ and Kepka the last couple days. Obviously, Kepka just played fantastic at the Byron Nelson, but I'm really worried about his short game. He's 125th in strokes gain around the greens. This is obviously a week where you're going to have to absolutely grind. I think he can drive the ball well enough, uh, but for that reason, I'm going with DJ. He seems to just be sliding under the radar, even though he is the the favorite. No one really is talking about him. I think 10 to 1 is a good value, and I think he'll hit every single fairway out there. Also, good value pick, Phil Mickelson, obviously two runner-ups um, at this course. In 09, he uh, finished second to Lucas Glover. I think I'm worried about his condition, like Jack, you were saying, but he's got some magic, and around the greens, he can get up and down from anywhere. Last pick, another favorite, Rory McIlroy. Um, you guys might argue with me, but one of the most consistent players on tour this year leads the field, uh, leads the tour in strokes gain total. I think you just can't count him out anytime a course is wet or anytime a course is, is playing long and tough. And so that's for that reason, I have a Rory at 11 to one. Going heavy favorites there, Mac. Mm-hmm. Yep. This, is, this is a course that'll test the best. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jack, your picks. 
I think so too, Mac. Um, I think Bethpage, especially this week with the weather, um, historically it's played hard. I think it's going to be a very hard golf course. And um, so with that, here come my picks. Uh, number one, I'm going to say it right now, Henrik Stenson. If you look at how historically this guy has played at bad golf or at hard golf courses, he has played very, very well. I think he's gritty, and I could see Henrik playing pretty well this week. A sleeper pick I have for you. Um, I don't know if you want to sprinkle an outright win on him or if you just want to hammer him in his matchups, but Patrick Cantlay is getting overlooked this week. He is... He's got great odds. He tied for ninth at the Masters. I think he's a. I think he's a really solid value pick this week. Mac, I agree with you on Phil Mickelson. I mean, runner up. He's had two runner ups here. He has played well this season. Um, we know he, his calves are in shape. You can grab him fifty to one, and I know he wants to win this one. So I, I like Phil on this. Um, other two I have, and this is going back to the head pro of Beth page, his comments. Good friend I, of the pod. Yeah. I don't think anyone knows this course better than this guy. He's been around there for ages. He said, you got to be in great shape. You got to be able to, you know, withstand a lot of walking, which it doesn't sound like a big deal, but that adds up in golf. Yeah. And your back can come out. I don't love Jason Day that week or this week for that reason. I love Brooks Kepka. I think he's been trending. And another thing on Brooks Kepka, every time it seems like he goes off, who's chirping him right before? Brandle. And guess what he did what last week? Yep. He said the only guy that can or the only guys that can catch Tiger were what? DJ, DJ and Rory. And, and Rory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know how much that pissed off Brooks? I love Brooks. I'd hammer Brooks. I'm going to Played hammer well Brooks. Week. Yeah. So I like Brooks on this week, but those are kind of my outrights as of now, fellas. So, Jack, let me ask you this. You talked about the cold weather, the walk, Jason Day, obviously the tournament, one of the tournament favorites, Tiger Woods. Does that concern you about his back, his health, his swing speed? No. It did prior. It did prior. Um, but I'm guessing a lot of our listeners – uh, follow TW, what is it? TW, TW spot on Instagram. So you got what, like 10 swings mm-hmm. today, which was awesome. Um, of Tiger's game. God, he looked like he was just unbelievable out there. I'm not worried about Tiger this week. I love Tiger this week. I just, what's your over under for Tiger this week? Um, I think Tiger could win, yeah. but he's not going to be in my caddy shack because. So if I gave you the, Tiger Woods tied for, Seventh, do you take over under? Under, under. Like, I'm yeah, saying better, yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Look at his last what? Three now four majors. This will be his fourth. Masters, mm-hmm. he won. Wait, he P- won the Masters. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he did. One, uh, second, the, the last PGA. Champion. What do you get? T second. I think second so, outright. Second outright. Okay. British almost won. He had the lead on the 12th yeah. hole. And then the U.S. Open struggled a little bit. But, yeah, I like Tiger this week. So yeah. what, what are you guys I'm not worried about his health. Combined, combined last three majors, he's been beaten by two people. Wow. Brooks and Francesco. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that. Yeah. So what do you guys think about the, the bet place in Vegas, $100,000 to win $10 million? I love it. It's, it's smart betting by that guy. Um, 
I, I put my faith in Tiger. I'm, uh, I mean, so I, I don't think I like the bet <laughs> because I, I'm not going to cash the bet myself. No, that'd be ten to win a grand. Yeah, if you're going to do it in our sense. No, right? no, ten to win ten grand. Ten grand. Yeah. Yep. Wait. Yeah. 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 Hundred to one. Yeah. Yeah. Ten grand. So, but not math, guys. Here's no, the thing. One grand. Yeah, one grand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you said yeah, no, ten to win one grand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But anyways, here's the thing about that bet. The reason I like it is because obviously the guy's up like a million dollars. For yeah. everyone that's listening that doesn't know what we're talking about, the guy that put what that was 80, it like eighty? Yeah. Eight, yeah. Something like 1. that. One point two mil. Yeah. So yeah, so he's you, got, you got a bunch of winnings yeah. now. I feel it to give it another go, but as a regular Joe, I wouldn't do it. I mean, yeah. it's something to go at, but um, can you math? I, I will say if he goes on to win PGA Championship, Vegas would actually possibly buy him out for like a million or two. Like they they'd offer him to buy out. At Didn't, that point, I think you let it ride. Like Vegas, yeah. yeah, yeah, but Vegas would hedge their own right. bet. But um, anyways, I, so yeah. all that aside, should we go into matchups a little Let's bit? Let's go into matchups. I'll start first. Um, I thought this was awkward and weird considering Tiger's previous history, not only at Bethpage, but his past successes in you know past half a year. Tiger Woods versus Justin Rose. Um, Tiger is even money against Jay Rose. I'm hammering that. I like um, Jay Rose really doesn't have any, any history here at Bethpage. Um, so I'm going with that. And he, Matt, he was just saying in his interview before last week that he has no idea where his game is. He did say yeah. that. And yeah. Tiger Woods could, given circumstances, take over number one in the world yeah. from DJ this week. So clarifying, that's a pick em? That's a pick. Oh, well, I mean, because they have the, um, it's like the odds. Yeah, so stupid odds. Rhodes, so it's Rhodes like 110 or 120 or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Woods at even. Okay. Um, next one is Tony Finau, minus 120. First, Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. Long and straight hitter, like we were saying, we need that. Uh, Finau is in shape. We know that. We do know that. Um, and DeChambeau, I mean, he's a wild card every week. So First time playing the course. First time playing the golf course. That's not in DeChambeau's favor. So I'm going with that one. And then my last matchup is, and I'm hammering this one, Ricky Fowler minus 125 versus Jason Day. Question for you. Yep. Is that your mortal? That's my mortal lock. Mortal lock. Because I think there's mortal lock. I think there's like probably two to one odds that Jason Day withdraws this week because he's back. <laughs> like I, if there was the like, weather, or yeah, what? weather and back not cooperating and too long of a golf course. Yeah. I mean, Christ, if he has to pick up an umbrella, he might throw out his back. Yeah, so, but he did have that little hiccup. Yeah, no, I agree. With the back, yeah. yeah. I, no. So I'm going. I'm going Fowler on that one. I mean, I also pick Fowler. You're pretty heavy on Fowler this week. I am, but he's a good ball striker. Hits a far, and I like Ricky. Ricky. I don't think you have to cream the ball this week. Well, I mean, you don't have to cream it, but you got seventy four fifty. You got. You can't be lower half the field and driving distance to win. I don't. No, I'm not taking Zach Johnson. No. no. Oh, gross. No. No. Okay. Uh, Mac, you. Yeah, gentlemen, I have a few this week. Matt, you talked about him earlier. Obviously, good friend of the pod, Eric Van Royen. I like him over Russell Knox at plus 115, the underdog there. I think Van Royen is well-suited for this golf course, and he's ready to play. Uh, number two, I have Fleetwood over Rom. This is a, this is a tougher one for me. Um, I think Rom is long enough and straight enough. 
But I doesn't. I don't think that he has the finesse and the and the electricity that it takes at this course like Fleetwood does. I could see Fleetwood hovering around even par, maybe a couple over. He's good for a Saturday 65 to get right in the mix. I love Fleetwood. Uh, and then finally, we talked about Justin Rose already. Um, I have Kepka over Rose at minus 120. I don't know if if Rose knows where his game is. Obviously, um, he he's you know he can play great at tough golf courses, but I think Kepka's game is in much better form than Rose. Okay. Okay. I don't mind those. I don't have a ton of questions on that, Matt. You got anything on them? I really don't have any. No. Else. I mean, those are pretty straightforward. Yeah, I don't Matt, mind that. Max are pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. So. Yeah. I got one that might get the the blood boiling a little bit. Um, I think it's. A, I think he's a fan favorite. I really do. Past winner at the PGA, we got Jason Duffner. Ooh. You can get him. runner up at the PGA. Yep. It's pretty much a pick em. Okay. You're going to like it. And he's been trending this year, Jason Duffner, but he's playing a guy with the last name Lipsky. <laughs> Lipsky. 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 We don't even know his name. So yeah, yeah. So there, there you go. I think Jay Is that Duff- your mortal? This is my mortal. That's why I started. <laughs> are you, are you, are you so, sure that's your mortal? Yeah, that's my mortal. Okay. Cut. Yeah. Okay. It's my mortal. We, we do have some listeners that I question know. your mortals. Uh, Jake, Jake Aachen. Yeah. Jake Aachen. Good to hear you. <laughs> All right. Another, another fun one that you're going to enjoy taking um, is Eddie Pepperell or Kyle Stanley. I think we're going to like this one a Fan lot. Right you're going to pick Eddie Pepperell plus 105. That's a great pick. I like this guy a lot. He's gritty. Loves to play in Europe. You know the conditions are going to be bad, so I don't mind that pick. We got Matthew Wallace over Brant Snedeker. I, this is another pick that I love um, for a few reasons. I don't think Snedeker has really came back from winning the Tour Championship. Um yeah, he had the ear surgery back in like 06, but I, I don't think he's been the same kind of guy. Uh, Wallace, he's kind of off the high of winning a little bit. I think this is something where he comes back. Um, another pick, I like. I do like taking past winners, so I'm going to take Lucas Glover over Cabrera Bello. Um, Cabrera Bello just absolutely destroyed me during the match play. I mean, just broke my heart. <laughs> So I've really lost faith in him. And Lucas Glover, he obviously loves the course. Won a U.S. Open here. You think he could put a couple of rounds together. Him and together. his wife are on good terms. Yeah, they're back. They renewed their vows. Whatever. Oh, Another speak about Jack, I, I mm-hmm. think the Hoosier Caddy pod just actually retweeted you. You're pretty excited about DJ and Paulina's dynamic Very excited. Well. Yeah. That has to bode well for him this week. That does bode well. And he's obviously an athlete, so he's going to come out there alive. Um, I'm just happy, you know, DJ and Paulina are back together. Um, you know, obviously got Rocky there for a little bit. No one really knows what happened. Um, but they both just seem like genuine human beings. And um, it's just good to see a, a power couple like that come to fruition. One thing that I want to put on your guys' radar that I don't think anyone is really talking about, right now on the book, we can grab Jordan Spieth plus 140, and I know I took him outright, but over Patrick Cantlay, I'm not saying who the bet is there, but you can grab Jordan Spieth in a matchup plus 140. That is something to talk about because, yeah, I haven't loved this game and I've been very disappointed because I like Jordan. But he's also the type of guy that can show up, pop off, and if he's top five, you won't even be surprised. True, true. 
I mean, I would be surprised, but I don't yeah, know. If I you mean, can get Spieth at plus 140 in a tournament where if you win it, he wins a career Grand Slam. I mean, of, of all people, when they're showing no form, I think a Tiger Woods and I think a Jordan Spieth that you just wouldn't be surprised if they're there. True. But back to what you said, I like Patrick Cantley's in form. Jordan Spieth is ranked over, I think he's over 200 uh, in strokes gained off the tee, and that you just can't do that at Beth Page Black. Also, I wanted to throw another one in here. Sergio is also 40 to 1. He's shown fantastic ball striking. He could be a little bit of a off the radar dark horse this week. Okay. European player, which yeah, I think that bodes well this week. I really do. I know the elements. I won't be surprised if we look at um, the final leaderboard come Sunday and we have four or five players coming from across the pond. Yeah, I agree. Tommy yeah. Fleetwood, we didn't even talk about him. No, well, Mac did a little bit, but briefly, but yeah, not yeah. not enough. Um, oh yeah, that's not right. enough. One enough. thing I I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on John Daly. We talked to talked about him a little bit. You know, he's taking the card. He's got a supposed, you know, he's uh, claiming he's got a a, a knee injury, but um, could get dicey out there. But he's playing a guy that I don't know if any of you are going to know his name. Sean McKeel. Sean McKeel versus John Daly. We're not saying this is a lock. But we're saying... It's a fun bet. <laughs> it's a fun bet. It's a fun bet to follow. It is. A guy it in is. a cart out there, it you're is. rooting for him. Yep. You're already rooting for John he's Daly. Probably got, he's probably got a... I actually like it because he's probably got a couple mixies in. Yeah. And probably should not even... Mixies are probably just straight up whiskeys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's hitting it hard. Matt, Jack... We've gone through a lot of people. In the top 20, we've missed a few. I want to give you some quick hits. Either one of you can respond. Both of you can. I'm going to say the people that we have not mentioned that are top 20 betting favorites. Okay. First, Francesco Molinari. No. No. Hold on. Let's go back to Francesco. (laughs) I don't know how many times on this podcast we have doubted this guy, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to doubt him this week. Listen to me. I'm doubting him. (laughs) But we... Have gotten killed by this guy this year. Humiliated. Yeah, so finally, I think yeah. karma's... It's coming back us. our way. Okay. All right, number All right. two, Xander Schauffele. No. Uh, I'm half and half. I'm not going to bet for him, but wouldn't be shocked. Okay. Will not be shocked. Yeah. Hideki Matsuyama. No. No. Matt Kuchar. <laughs> no. And last one, Adam Scott. I don't mind it. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> You love no, him. You don't no, want to no, say no, you love no, him, but no. you love him. This is a course you need to hit the ball at. Think he wears his putting is hand. not like what he's got Augusta is. He's got to get. It's a new not order. like what Augusta is, where it's all about putting. True. Adam Scott, who is not a great putter, just because of his ball striking, still competed at the Masters yeah. this year. Yeah. He's trending. He's back. I like Adam Scott. I do not. And you can grab him, what, 25 to 1? 50 to 1. Is it 50, 50. to 1? Yep. 50 yeah. 50 to 1, yep. That's 50 to 1. That's yeah. a good value. All right. That's a solid value. Anything else from the Caddyshack boys? I don't have anything. We're I went over. We're I'm all fired up to watch this week, and I'm a little – I hate to I hate to say it early, but TNT, I'm worried about the way yeah. that they're going to cover Ernie Johnson, great for basketball. I got one thing. Golf. I got one thing. Um – they should have Charles Barkley on. They're in the last year of their contract, too. They're phoning it in. Who's your caddy pod is going to have a 
PGA Championship pool this weekend. If you guys want to join, you're going to have to bet a little bit of money, but it'll be 10, 20 bucks to win a lot of money. We're going to have it out there. It's going to be publicized. So let's go out and do it. Love it. Um, we are not done with the pod. We got a couple course reviews here from uh, Jack and I's trips that we have been on. So thanks for joining the Caddyshack. So Jack Cummings, you went down to Flint Hills and played a fantastic golf track from what I understand. How was the trip? How are the, how are the boys? What did what'd you experience out there? Yeah, so I took a little uh, fun little bachelor weekend, as I call it. Um, we went down to Wichita, Kansas. One of my best buddies growing up, Evan Sidoransky, uh works for Cargill down there. And uh, being in that position at that type of company, he got the exposure to the president of the club at, Wich- or at uh, Flint Hills National. Um, his name is Jeff Johnson. If he's listening, shout out. But uh, phenomenal, phenomenal track. It's a Fazio design. Uh, it was built in 1997. Um, when you think of a track in Kansas, especially in Wichita, Kansas, I mean, what what would you think, Mac? I mean, give me a five-second. What would you think? I don't have a whole lot. I think of just kind of like the plains. Farmland. Yeah, farmland yeah. type of thing. Oh. It seriously felt like I was in northern Minnesota. Very cool golf course. It's the 85th by Golf, golf Digest, which – is a little bit skeptical, but they ranked at 85th in the country. Uh, really good track. Again, Fazio design, built in 1997. Um, I mean, I can't really talk much about it other than every hole was designed in a very fair way, where it's a very fair golf course. Um, like mentioned before, I, um, I broke my ankle three weeks ago playing basketball at a buddy's house. So I actually played the golf course in a boot, which was an experience. Uh, we played it two days. The first day I sat out because I was still a little bit sore in the ankle. Uh, but the second day I played with uh, two of my buddies in the boot. It was a total blast. We were betting. It was fun. Drinking a few beers. Good time. Um, ended up beating them both in golf, which was a lot of fun. Got them. In the boot, yeah. Love it. But uh, cool course. You're not going to stand on a tee box and go, oh, my God, this is the coolest hole of all time. But once you finish the golf round, you're going to say, yeah, that was a really good golf course. So that's the, how are the conditions? Really good. I mean, um, they've had rain in Kansas, okay. so the course was very green. Uh, the greens are probably running at an 11, which is respectable. Um, I thought the course was good. I mean, not anything out of shape. It's very private. I think they have 180 members or something like that. You got the Koch brothers as members. You got anyone that's anyone that's going to be a member at this type of golf course. So it was a special treat to play, and I got really lucky um, that my buddy got us out there. But uh, I don't think I'll be able to play there again. And, um, yeah, I was lucky. That was two weeks ago. So, Matt, I – Thank you, Jack, for that review. And Matt, we understand you went out to New York with a couple good friends of the pod, played some fantastic tracks. Tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, I was lucky enough. I have a good buddy of mine who lives out there and plays hockey out there, Brady Shea. Good friend of the pod. We'll actually have him on uh, probably in a couple months when me and him take a trip to Colorado, play some other sweet courses. Um, And then A.J. Michelson, uh, stick of a golfer, uh, probably plus one or plus two golfer. Um, just rips it up too. He, he claims he's the best hungover golfer 
in the South Metro. Of he plays better hungover. I can yes, attest and to that. he does. It's it's insane. Um, so we that's actually, not a normal thing. Yeah, no, no it's not. he's a champ. He is. Uh, that's a, wow. We actually have a rider. Does coming. he do hair dog? Sorry. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe a keep little it bit, going? but just to give you some insight, last year we had a Ryder Cup. I believe day one he shot 76. Uh, we have it again, by the way. We have it again in, in, in two, two weeks. Weekends. We'll probably give that a little review. Yeah. But uh, he, we may or may not have been up till 4 or 5 a.m., obviously cocktail and maybe overserved. Definitely worse for the wear when we woke up an hour later and teed off and he shot 200 par 70 at a really difficult golf course. Yeah, yeah, it was. Not, he, I don't. He went to bed. He for might like not an even hour. Slow. So he what's heard. his what's his golf career like? Uh, well, he played Division One college hockey. Um, now he just plays golf for fun. Mm-hmm. So did he play competitively at any point? High school, high school. But he, and he plays in like the state amateur and stuff. Anyways, that aside, uh, we got a little side. Enough track. hype for AJ. Yeah, AJ. Good friend of the pod. He's listening. Um, Good for him. He's listening, though, more for our picks. He's a big gambler. So, anyways, um, we were lucky enough to play Wingfoot and Hudson National. Um, I'll talk a little bit about Hudson National first. Um, It's a top 100 golf course here in the States. Um, Also designed by Fazio. Great, great track. It was was awesome. It's uh, just north of the city a little bit. Um, We got on one of Brady's buddies, um, or good friends. Uh, his name, name is Tank Cavanaugh. The guy, that's his nickname, but they, everyone calls him Tank. Absolute beauty. Um, we get there. Our caddies are uh, great guys. Um, they they know Joel LaCava, Tiger Woods' caddy. Um, they talked about him a little bit. How old were they? Um, one of them was probably 30, um, and the other is about 45. Both big-time New York Rangers fans. Oh, so nice. they were loving it. They, they were, it. They were yeah, all yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. But we were uh, we were boozing pretty heavy. I'm gonna be honest. That's good. Um, it was really good. It helped my golf game. Yeah. Um, I was a little nervous. How'd you play out there? Uh, I shot low 80s. So right. uh, it was early early in the year, early golf. Um, but yeah, we pull up. Practice facility is was unbelievable. It overlooks the Hudson River. Um, kind of all these like bluffs and hills. So it's awesome. You should, there's a cool video on HudsonNationalGolf.com. Um, um, so that was a little bit about that. Um, sweet halfway house. We saw it four times. Um, mm. It got chilly, drinks, so we were loading up double. Yeah, let me ask you something lemonades. a little bit. Yeah, okay. So uh, Flint Hills, their halfway house was, again, it was through the 13th hole, which I had a little bit of a problem with because you're That's through your issue. round. You're almost towards the yeah. end. <clears throat> And then you get the drinks, also only beer, which is totally really? fine. But so you guys could load up on. Yeah, so we saw it after hole six, perfect. Hole nine, hole eleven. Oh, so it's centrally located. Yeah, and hole that's good. Fourteen, nice. And the caddies were drinking with us; they were loving it. That's awesome. Um, and they had like award-winning chili. Like it was a little chilly that day too, so like the chili was in the halfway. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Really? That's awesome. Um, so we had that. Played a little game of nine-point game. Okay. Um, I was up the whole day. I was up big on Brady and AJ. So nice. I got some. I got some shots, some yeah. strokes. And then Brady decides to go ten times the value, and because he says "f you" to my peasant salary, and he's like, "I want my money back." And he ends up winning the eighteenth hole to win all of his money back. And we owed him, we owed him some money. So, anyways, that was fun. Um, Hudson National Fazio design. I mean. 
it was great, great golf course, great, great time. In pretty good shape, too. Green's a little slow because they're early in the year, but really good time. What did you like better? Um, well, let me get into Wingfoot first. Okay. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Wingfoot. Oh, that was all Hudson. That was all Hudson. Um, getting the wing foot, uh, it was Friday morning. We went out Thursday night in New York city. Um, and we were planning on just staying out till 11 or midnight, but we met up with Ryan you know and Vinny Letary. Um, and they made us stay out till about two or three in the morning. Hmm. And we were just so a little worse for the wear in the morning. Yes. Happens. And I was hung over to the gills. Um, how bad it was bad. One to 10. Like I was trying to hold it in because I'm going to play wing foot and I don't want to embarrassed Brady but like I got a Starbucks sandwich and I couldn't even touch so tough so we get there we ask uh, where the bathroom is and we spend a little time in the bathroom not something you want to do at Wingfoot but we had to Um, so anyways I'm walking off the range Brady looks at me he's like you see our caddies I'm like no no I didn't and he's like it's the, the, the girl I'm like have you never seen a girl caddy and he's like Oh, I have, but she's got a huge lipper in. She had this a huge chew, all lower lip. It was unbelievable. Her name was Donnie, the Scottish girl. Wow. Great, great caddy. She's caddied at um, the old course at, at uh, St. Andrews. Um, she's, she was unbelievable. But anyways, another story about her too. Brady hits one close on the fame ninth, par five, um, and two to about six feet. It almost went in. And she goes to Brady. She's like, hey, I got one piece of advice for you. And I can't do it in her Scottish accent. But she goes, I got one piece of advice for you. Don't fuck it up. And Brady fucked it up. So that was a little story about Donnie, our caddy. Um, my caddy was chasing my balls all over. I shot low, low, I think 82 or something again. Um, I thought the coolest thing there, have you guys ever seen this? So the first tee, they don't take tee times. This was the first day of the West. That's where they're having the U.S. Open. They have two thirty-six or two eighteen-hole courses. When's, when's the U.S. Open there? Twenty twenty U.S. Open next year. Next year. It's also where Phil collapsed at that U.S. Mm-hmm. Open as wing foot. Um, Actually, but, one thing I wanted to ask you was: yeah. was the garbage can there? Um, Brady hit it like right where <laughs> is like, that where it is? Yeah, but Brady, they don't have it out. No, but, but Brady hit it right where Phil was. Everyone like, Brady knows the story. Park. Yeah, mm. I doubled. We played from the same same tee box as him on that hole. But anyways. Um, on their first tee, it was the coolest thing. So they don't take tee times. All you do is like everyone has their own customizable Pro V1, and you throw their ball. You throw your ball on the first tee. So if your ball's first in line, that means you're first on on the tee. Seriously. So then it like goes back. So like there were like seven or eight balls, and we were third in line to play the West Course after they redid it for the past couple of years. So it was pretty sweet to say I played the renovated one. So yeah. what did they do? Was it? A whole redesign, or is it bunkers? A lot of bunkers, a lot of trees out. Um, couple more, fairways. more bunkers, or just re, re um, repositioning them. Okay. I don't. I can't. Probably a couple more, a couple less. Not Can you try to compare it to a Minnesota course? Um, Tillinghast design. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, is anything like it? You know, to be honest, it wasn't. It was a really cool golf course. Really cool experience. Yeah. I appreciate architecture, but like there weren't like any holes that you just look at like, wow, this mm-hmm. is amazing. That was the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, but it was, the experience was awesome. Um, kind of an interesting tidbit about Wingfoot. It originally was designed 18 holes and then they don't allow Jews in. This was back in like the twenties and thirties. Who? Jew, Jewish people. They don't oh. Allow. And so then the, then there was a club across the street 
a Jewish only club and they didn't allow Catholics in. And so then also to, was, uh, yeah, so then the one up that course went what, foot design What time of the when was this? It was like 20s and 30s. Which um, would make sense yeah. because of the Great and they, War and but they still don't everything allow that was Jewish going on. people in, which yeah. is story aside, it's unbelievable to me. We're and culturally sensitive here. But yeah. Our members said too. During like, the times, like, yeah, that I don't know sense. why we don't anymore. No, it makes but, sense. Um, yeah, it was just awesome experience. Um, one I'll never forget. And yeah, we had a great, great time. So actually, can I add one thing on yeah. that? So yeah. you played a Fazio design. Yep. And, um, so I'd say, I'd say Hudson national compared to spring Hill. Okay. Like just so same kind of layout. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Um, well, one thing that I had the privilege of doing when I showed up to Flint Hills was obviously we showed up with, um, the president of the club, which was awesome. Uh, but the general manager was there as well when we walked in because they don't normally allow a bunch of schmucks that are nobodies yeah. just to walk on the course. Yeah. But my buddy, you know, somehow knew this guy. And um, as the golf nut I was, I mean, I'm in a boot, so they're already judging me. But I was like, you got to tell me about Fazio. Because <laughs> this court was, or this course was built in 97. Yeah. So both of these guys worked at the course when. You know, it was all going down. And I said, tell me about Fazio a little bit. And um, everything you think that they would have said, they said. They said he came out there hole by hole, so analytical, didn't say a word to anyone. Yeah. Like he wouldn't talk to anyone while he was out there. Looked at hole by hole, you know, how can I shape this tree line right. to a golf hole? Yeah. And um, it was just really cool to hear about you know, such a famous and renowned golfer, golf ar architect like that, you know, Fazio to design that course and hear how he, you know, portrayed every hole. Cause he would look at probably 450 yards of pine trees is what to, mm -hmm. really what this course is. There's pine trees everywhere, which is unnatural for the terrain, but he looked at every hole and just somehow visualized it. Yeah. Yeah, you could kind of tell. Yeah. That. Same and thing at Hudson National. I, uh, after I finished the course playing, um, it all kind of resonated with mm -hmm. me. And um, I mean, Spring Hill's that way yeah. in Minnesota, but uh, that's why he is the top yeah. of the top. Architect. Yeah, he's the modern day, yeah. I mean, Ross or Tillinghast, you know, yeah. the top. He's the modern day. Yeah. So, I mean, to compare the two, the experience at Wingfoot was far above anything else I've ever seen just because you're at Wingfoot. I mean, our president is still a member there. If you love him or hate him, it's just pretty amazing to hear. Um, and so who's that Donald Trump? Oh yes. Yeah. He's a member actually a story about him. Um, so they, they have a pretty strict, like, you know, a lot of clubs love, you know, you go out and play with a member and you get kind of like, they kind of grade you like if you're right or wrong for the club. Well, Wingfoot's is like two interviews with the president and then, it's like three rounds with higher-end members, and Trump was playing with someone, um, one of the members, and basically the, the member asked him, he's like, what do you think about this, uh, you know, this to get in members? Like three, three rounds and two interviews. Like, is that too much? And he's like, well, I'll tell you one thing, and I can't do the Trump accent either, but he's like, I'll tell you one thing. If I was doing it now, I wouldn't get in. Like basically saying he knows how everyone hates him, um, or not everyone, but 
lot of people think of them as something else. So, anyways, um, it was just kind of interesting to hear. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Our member was awesome, though. He was a great, great guy. Obviously a phenomenal golf course. Yeah, phenomenal. So, um, I mean, the golf course, actually looking at it. I mean, rate them. Hudson em. National. Rate them. Give them give two If it rates. was just strictly on golf course, I would rather play Hudson National over Wingfoot. Okay. But the, and that's interesting because yeah. every you know listener here or normal golfer that doesn't get to experience those yeah. type of courses is always going to hear Wingfoot over. Yeah, and for some reason the Golf Digest ratings throw though they're all screwed. Uh, they're yeah, all screwed. It was it, it just was very interesting like mm-hmm. how it was ranked so high. like I would still give it a top fifteen. But what were the two scores? I'm curious. Did you play better at one? Um, I. The rough wasn't up at Wingfoot, so I didn't drive it well, but it, I, it wasn't penalizing. Uh-huh. I think I honestly shot 82 at both. Okay. And so I'm like, so a, that's right now I'm a six handicap. If you would have so. said, yeah, I shot 68 at but if, Hudson, if the rough, I like, shot 84 right, right, right. at no, Wingfoot, I would no. like, all right. If, if, if the rough was up at um, Wingfoot, I could see how hard. Like, it, the, the fairways are just so narrow. Yeah. But it didn't really matter, so. That's a little course review. Yep. If you have any questions about those courses, ask me or Jack. Um, Shoot us some DMs. Gentlemen, that was a fantastic review, and I know a lot of the viewers wanted to hear about all these trips they're seeing on social media. Lots of questions coming in. I tell you what, though, just thinking about the PGA Championship at Beth Page, I can't wait till 824 Eastern time on Thursday when Tiger Woods tees this thing up. Jack, I mean, you've talked about being in your cube. Apparently, they're going to have live streaming. One would assume that Tiger Woods is going to be in a featured group. God, streamable on PGAtour.com. Or, uh, I think it might be the PGA. I don't know if it's PGA Tour I, Live. I'm sure you just Google it. No, it's just it's PGA.com. Just PGA.com, the website. Just Google it. It'll show up. Or it'll be all over Twitter. So, But coverage doesn't start till noon central, 1 Eastern. So that's going to be a pretty big gap there to, to fill in with basically all of tigers around so can't wait yeah no i'm pumped it's uh let's hope tiger wins another even though i mean we really didn't pick him in the caddy shack but was, i didn't pick him i don't it's know it's just a I'll, given it's like I mean, it is it's, a given it is a given whenever tiger shows he wins up. i'm happy and i tell you what in 09 he shot 74 on the first round um and he battled his way back to, I believe, was it a, a T6 finish? Yeah, it was kind and of a backdoor. But. I think for him, most of the time, it's just staying in position round one. If he's hovering around par, he's fine. Hammer him. Hammer him. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else, guys? No. Awesome. That said, we'll see you next week. We actually have a guest lined up, so excited to recap this, and hopefully we have another Tiger victory. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, well, I uh, hit balls for maybe 20 minutes. Play a little bit, smoke four or five cigarettes, drink three Diet Cokes, and go to the first tee. Some days I won't even go to the range. Says she tired of little money, need a big boy. Pull up 20 inch blades like I'm Lil Choi. Now it's everybody flocking, need a decoy. Shorty mixing up the vodka with the leekoy. G wagon, G wagon, G wagon, G wagon, all the housewives pulling up. I got a lot of toys, 720s pumping Fallout Boy. You was talking shit in the beginning, back when I was feeling unforgiving. I know I pissed you off to see me winning. See the hit glue in my mouth and I be grinning. Hundred bands in my pocket, it's on me. Hundred deep when I roll like the army.
Get my bottles, these bottles are lonely. Hit some moment when I show up, God, I'm saying why. Honey, bands in my pocket, it's on me. You your grandma, my brother, they know me. Get my bottles, these bottles are lonely. Hit some moment when I show up, God, I'm saying why. Everywhere I go, catch me on the block like a mutambo. 750 Lambo in the Utah snow. Trunk in the front like a shit dumb boy. Cut the roof off like a nip touch. Pull up to the house with some big butts. Turn the kitchen counter to a strip club. Me and Dre came for the When I got quiet, all of y'all disappeared. Before I drop Sony, none of y'all really care. Now they always say congratulations to the kid. And this is not a 40, but I'm pouring out this shit. You serve a lot, but I got more now. Made another hit, cause I got bored now. Always going for it, never pump fourth down. Last call, hell, man, press got touchdown. Yeah.